Hello and welcome to the Unfucking Private Healthcare Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Tribby, and this is the third week in April 2020. And on this week's podcast, um, I actually took the audio from a live Facebook that I did with a friend of mine named Dee Green, who specializes in social media marketing and teaching those um who struggle with social media, how to be more efficient and more effective with their social media for their businesses. So we did a a great discussion um, on who are you being versus what do you do. And in this podcast, we go into a deep discussion about how people portray a lot about their business, but not enough about themselves on digital marketing platforms. So I hope you'll um, listen to the entire thing. It is about 45 minutes long. But there's some really good gems in there on how to benefit from talking about who you are as a person because people do business with people versus what you do for a living. Check it out. Alrighty, we're live, bro. I see, I see. How you doing today? Good, man. What is this, the third or fourth one of these we've done? I don't even know, man. We've done a lot over the over the years, though. <laughs> this is uh But during quarantine, yeah, I think third or fourth. Yeah, no, this is this is good. So, uh, yeah, today I think we're going to dive into um, who are you versus what do you do? I think um, the mistake is made a lot on social media, uh, particularly people are going to show, you know, what they're doing, what their occupation is, what their job is. You know, if you're a physical therapist, you're going to show people doing physical therapy things. If you're a doctor, you're going to show them what you do as a doctor. If you're a social media guy, you might talk about social media um, those kinds of things. But I, I think that people forget that people don't do business with business. They do business with people. Right. So if you're not showing who you are as a person, it doesn't make you relatable. So um, being relatable is, is what makes people want to do business with you. You know, if you're, um, you know, if you're a mom trying to attract other moms, you got a win-win, but if you're not a parent, you're trying to talk to moms about parenting, you're not relatable. Right. So it's one of those things where, you know, yes, it's good to show the things that you're doing from a work standpoint. But I think the better angle or, or a more 50 50 angle is to show who you are as a person. You know, if you like to run, take a quick little video of yourself running in the morning and just be like, what's up, everybody up early getting this run. And where are my runners at? You know, that inspires other people to want to connect with you because you, you're like minded. Right. And I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday where, with on social media, like the main thing is like the feed, right? Everything that we post is on some type of feed, whether it be a podcast or Instagram or YouTube. And I think so many people focus on how it looks versus the value. And I like the way you said yesterday where it's like all that, you know, wrapping paper, but no gift to give anybody. And I think that's right. what what happens with a lot of people. It's like, OK, it looks great. But once they get dig deep, they can't even get to know you all day. And I think especially for like this can apply to anybody, but a lot of the women I know that are, that are active on social media or um, trying to do a business, they focus so much on how it looks. And I'm like, are people engaging with you because they like your products, your service and your business, or do they engage with you because they like how you look? And that's different. And that's all I feel like a lot of the times why they're struggling to get their products and their services out the door. You're just focused on like how you look. Now you're attracting a different type of audience than if you would post stuff to get people to know you. And I know a lot of people don't do that because they're like, well, when I post a selfie, I get X amount of likes, but when I post a video giving value, it doesn't get as much views, but it's like, well, it's Duh. the quality of the, <laughs> yeah, it's the quality of the views and the likes though, you know, it's just right. common sense. So yeah, if you attract people 
uh, with <clears throat> who you are, they'll start to get interested in what you do. 100%. And that's the difference. Like you can't just talk about what you do and then nobody knows who you are. It's like all these idiots that hit me up on LinkedIn, you know, Hey man, I work with, you know, your type of medical practice that you own. Let's connect. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know you. Like, what do you <laughs> I hate when people just say let's uh, connect. Like we are connected. We're on the internet. We're connected right uh, now. We're connected. <laughs> you came up and people I might know. So I figured I'd connect with you for what, what do you want? <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, just tell me what you want straight up. First of all. Right. Yeah. I mean, try to find another way in other than the business side of what you do, you know, and I've said this a million times that people who are like, and I was even on a, I was on a webinar last night with like 12 people and they were talking about lead generation. <coughs> and I'm like, your lead generation or your lead magnets don't matter if you can't convert them, right? If you're not relatable, you're not going to be able to convert them. If you're not good at sales, you're not going to be able to convert them. It doesn't matter if I have a hundred people calling me every day, if I can only convert two of them. So, right. you know, if we're not actually teaching people to show who they are and connect with people and be relatable, then you're not going to get that, that business. Sorry, I'm emotion. <laughs> I, emotion me, sensor. Bye-bye. Hang on. You can't see me. Come back. I need a light. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay. For me, the, the reason why I got involved into like the personal branding and, and posting more about myself is because once I got into like being an entrepreneur and trying to make money online, um, I realized I'm like, I'm not the best like salesman. Like I'm not terrible, but I'm not like a high level. And I think if you think about, let's say like selling cars, you have pretty much two options. Either you just know exactly what to say, how to close people. Or you can be like the most relatable like guy where they're like, man, that guy was cool. He was funny. Like I want to buy a car from him just because he was like a great guy and showed me around. And I right. think social media is the is that. And so it's like you're already spending so much time developing your products, your service, learning about what you do as a doctor, social media, whatever. And so now to be like, I got to learn sales on top of that, like you have to learn some type of level. But to become a master takes so much energy when it's like yeah. you could literally just be yourself. And yeah. talk about your products and services, get people to know you so much easier. Yeah, be relatable, connect with people. You know, if you like to work out, play volleyball, uh, if chess is your thing, talk about that stuff, you know, because like, people will connect with you based upon that. It's, it's all goes back to, and I've said it a hundred times already on in the five and a half minutes we've been on this, is be relatable, be relatable so people know how to connect with you. And then, to talk about the service that you provide that can help them because now people are interested in you as a person rather than just being interested in what you have to offer from a business standpoint. So what do you, this is one thing I think that helps people get started. It's awkward when you first start, but for example, and you do a good job of this. Um, it's like when people come up to you when you're in a group setting or just one-on-one -on -one and they're like, so what do you do? A lot of people just go, Oh, I'm a, they just go straight in with the what, and it doesn't allow them to be relatable at all. And I feel like that's a good opportunity too. So speak kind of about like what, what you do in those situations versus yeah, what so, most people do. Yeah. So you go someplace and people, you know, you, a lot of times when you introduce yourself, your name runs together too. Right. So if you meet somebody and they're like, Hey, how are you? I'm John Smith. And you say, Hey, I'm Daniel Tribby. And you just Daniel Tribby. Like it's just this quick little Daniel Tribby. And then, so people don't really, hear what your actual name is right, and right. I, my last name is tribby so and i get all kinds of when when telemarketing was a big thing i used to get can i speak with mr trip trot trot trip trot tribe trip triple trip i'm like do you even know my name so i know you don't know me so you know so 
what I usually tend to do is I will introduce myself on my first name only. Hey, I'm Daniel. Right. And then before somebody can even say, what do you do? Which is the most idiotic question. question on the planet, because it doesn't really open up a conversation. So if somebody says, what do you do? And your response is, oh, I'm an accountant. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. There's some bacon wrapped dates and a beer. I'm going to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, like for me, I have a book coming out. So my latest introduction is, hey, I'm Daniel. And people, and, and then I follow that with uh, the author of the upcoming book. And I named the title of the book, which for me, it's called Unfucking Healthcare, the playbook for sales, marketing, and uh, customer service. And now I'm engaged in a conversation. People are going to be like, oh, well, you know, why did you decide to write that? Right. You know, and now you, you enter into an actual. How do people do that? That aren't some people are going to be like, okay, well, I don't have a book. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm just the accountant. How do you translate that? Yeah. For those okay. So, so for, for, for me, if somebody says, well, what do you do before I have the opportunity to say, Hey, I'm Daniel, I'm the author of the upcoming book, blah, blah, blah. If they just say, Hey, what do you do? Uh, my response usually isn't, well, I own a medical practice. My response usually is the mission statement for the practice or the vision statement for the practice, right? So I would say something to the effect of, you know, hey, I'm Daniel, what do you do? Well, I uh, specialize in helping people get better, uh, get, or sorry, I help, God, I'm tongue-tied, <laughs> sorry, let's try this again. But what do you do? My response is typically, I help people recover from back and joint pain without surgery. And that, oh, and I think people get confused, that's what you do. Being an accountant is how you do it. Yeah, so that's the difference between what's your profession and what's your business. Right. Right. So as a professional, I'm I'm in the medical field. I'm a healthcare professional, right? As a business, I'm in the business of getting people well. I'm in the business when, of getting people healthy. It's funny when you think about the question, they say, What do you do? And we respond with, Well, I am. That's not that doesn't answer a what do you do question. That would be a right. who are you question. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, but you wanna you wanna invite people into a conversation when you close the conversation it's like well what do you say well that must be really rewarding oh you're an accountant i know nothing about accounting right so i wouldn't know the first question to ask you know the next question is typically well how did you get into that <laughs> which and leads I think, me down and i don't really care about the answer it's just me making casual conversation right. but if i say something to the effect of i help people get over uh joint and back pain without surgery the very next question 11 times out of 10 is, oh yeah, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. And then you go, right? and now you get to build that deeper. And I think another thing like people can do is, and I've seen you do it too, is instead of answering the question, ask, ask them another question that will lead them to what you do. So for example, it's like, well, what do you do? It's like, have you ever worked out before? And like, you just like really like hurt your back before, or like your arm has just been hurting when you try to do a sport. And they're like, yeah, I hate that. It's like, okay, well, that's what I do. I help people with that. And they're like, oh, dang, okay, well, I need, or now it's deeper than just like, oh, I own a medical facility. Then I feel yeah. like the only thing people can do is say, oh, okay. Yeah. What kind of medical facility? What do you do? You know what I mean? Like, and, and rather than inviting people into that story conversation <clears throat> that you could have, you know, um, or even sometimes I'll just be a straight up smart ass and people are like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, that's oh, normally what you do. I play beach volleyball. <laughs> I spend time with my son. Um, I like cars. They look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, you asked me what I do. You didn't ask that's me what, what I profession do. was. You asked me what my business was. You asked me what I do. So do you want to know me as a person or as a profession? Which one? 
I don't right. like that question because I feel like nine times out of 10 people ask you that because they're trying to get a gauge of like where to place you. Like how much money does this person make? What do they do? How much respect should I give this person right now? Cause right. it's like, otherwise, why, why is that your first question to ask me when, when we first meet up? Like what difference does that make right now? Especially like if you're at dinner, it's like, what do you do? It's like, really? That's your first question. Right. It's a difference between like having a casual conversation with somebody and actually being interested in who they are and what they do. Right. And most of the time people are just being polite. Hey, what's up? I'm John. Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel. What do you do? Like, it's just, it's a conversation right, starter, yeah. but it's, but it's not, you don't really care it's about just, the answer. You're just right. You're just asking to be conversational and to try to be polite. So what I typically do is try to invite people into more of a conversation. So if I'm the one asking that question, which I usually let other people do it first, just so I can, I can lead it. But what I usually like to do is I'll say, you know, Hey, John, you know, nice to meet you. I'm Daniel. It's like, well, what brings you here? You know, or, you know, tell me about yourself. What do you like to do? You know, or, you know, if somebody introduced, Oh, how do you know so-and-so? Okay, cool. You know, you actually want to show interest in them as a person before you show interest in what they do as a profession. Right. I always ask people like, what are you passionate about? Like what type of things do you, are you really passionate about? What do you care about? Cause that makes them go deeper than just uh, like, like you said, you really usually can't get anything out of just the, what do you do type of thing. Right. Yeah. So I think it's all conversation <clears throat> building, right? I mean, a lot of people just have, have a trained mindset, right. Of just, well, this is how everybody else communicates. I'm like, yeah, but are you really accepting the information that they give you? I think sometimes people just don't, they don't even think about it themselves. Like me and you are more of like, and other people too, but it's like, we're thinking of like, what value are we bringing to our audience? And some people are just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a barber. It's like, you're not just a barber. There's some problem that you're providing a solution to. That's not just cutting hair. It's like, in which ways do you do it? You're not just a personal trainer. I help mothers who just had a baby get back to the shape that they were in before. Like that is deeper than just saying, oh, I'm a personal trainer. So it's like, what? And that's, again, like, that's, you know, like just uh, like, who, who are you? What's your profession? But it's like, what do you do? What actually do you do? How do you do right. it? Right. And that's, I think, you know, I think people um, neglect to find the niche of what they do. Right. So they have an issue with um, really identifying who their target is person is right so you know and and you can break your target people down right there's those tier one people who are your raving fans they love you they'll buy anything that you have they'll listen to whatever you have to say because they know you they like you they trust you they believe in you they right. have confidence in you all those things right so those are your t- those are your your tier one types of people and those tier one people are um are great for referring other people to you. They're great to keep your business running, right? So those tier one people, that's your target audience all day long. And once you narrow that down, you know how to speak directly to them, right? So, you know, for us, our top tier, not that we don't treat every part of the body, but for us, our top tier is men and women ages 40 to 60 with back pain. Right. That's our top tier person. Those are the people that we see the most, that we help the most, that talk about us the most. It doesn't mean that we don't also do shoulders or knees or hips or ankles. But our top tier person, the one that's really there demographically, 
is 46-year-old male and female with back pain. Now, the other portion of that is what are, um, what's their, their uh, financial status because we have a cash pay practice. So right. typically, you've got male, female, 40 to 60, and they have household incomes that are over six figures. Right. And then you go deeper, you get into the psychosomatics of who you talk to. So what do they want? Right. So they, you know, is pain limiting their ability to play a sport? Is pain limiting their ability to enjoy time with their family or their spouse? Right. Are they taking too many pain medicines? Right. And this is where you get into that pain pleasure part of your marketing. Right. Of talking right. about who you are versus what you're doing. Right. So if I want to, I don't want to just help you get over your pain. That's what I do. But who I am is somebody who wants you to be successful in everything that you do. Somebody who wants you to get back to playing golf. Somebody who wants you to be able to pick your kid up and throw him up in the air and not worry about your shoulder hurting. You know, that's what those are the things that I want to help you be successful at. And the way I do that is the services that I offer. I think social media, what we're talking about is like you're just doing that on a bigger scale. Yeah. Instead of just posting a picture saying, does your back hurt come in for a free consultation every single time? It's like, speak about those things on a deeper level, like record videos. I feel like it, it there's only really kind of two types of content. Really. Most people should be posted or maybe three. Um, mainly it should be either you're providing information on like value of like what it is, how you can help people. You're posting content to give them a better insight of like who you are. And then right. like 10, maybe 15, 20% of the time you're posting to generate like sales because you don't want to just leave that out totally right. but the rest yeah. is like value them knowing you and then like sales <laughs> yeah absolutely i was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day she might actually be watching this she's been texting me but um she owns an aesthetics business and she was like you know i don't want to do all these things where i'm showing people what to do at home because then they won't want to come to my office and spend money and see me and i'm like skirt wrong like <laughs> you have to show value what makes people want to do business with you is not because you're an esthetician. It's because you're adding value and people know who you are and right. then they will do business with you. It makes you know? sense that we believe that because I feel like that sometimes too, but then you got to think of like, look at all the stuff that we buy. It's usually somebody that gave us something for free that we found. And then we're like, okay, now I need more information. Who am I going to buy from? <laughs> but so but we using, don't think it applies to us for some reason. It's happening right now. We're on StreamYard. The first few times we did this, we just used, the unpaid free version, right. you know, and now we're on the paid version because we liked it so much. Right. So right. it's one of those things where you, you have <laughs> to give people value and show them what you have. And everyone does it. Zoom does it. You can have a free Zoom account, but guess what? It's limited to 40 minutes and you can only have X amount of people right. to do the paid account. And I mean, every, every tech company does that. I think every business should have some form well, of value. I think that they get somebody. If, if we're thinking about technology, maybe it could be different because it's like, does Netflix really have to give you a free account? They're giving it to you, yeah, so you can get a taste, but like you can't really get a Netflix anywhere else. Like now they have Hulu and stuff and Disney Plus. But when you think about like, let's say like an esthetician or a doctor or whatever, and you're like, I don't want to give them the free information because they're not going to work with us. You do realize that everything is on the, online already. So yeah. if they don't get it from you, they're going to go get it from someone else and then they're going to go with them. So that's what I'm saying. It's, we're not really unless you have some proprietary like thing you came up with, like how to do what you're doing is already online. So that's not the issue. It's not them not having access to the, to the information. It's them not having somebody that they trust to pay 
So it's like by yeah. you being the one that offers information, you're basically building that relationship. The information's already out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I mean, if I want information from a Google search, it's not personal, right? I mean, I search stuff on Google all the time or whatever your searching platform is. Google's obviously not paying us to, to mention their name here. They don't need us to, but you know, but right. it's, it's one of those things where you could, I can Google information. I can read about it all day long, right? I can get that anywhere. I'm not developing a relationship. I'm just reading about that thing that I'm interested in. But if I hear somebody talking about it, if I hear somebody adding value to it, expanding on it and offering up that information, now I'm interested in the who too, right? right. Now I'm interested, okay, well, this guy makes sense, but who are you? And if I go check your social media page to try to connect with you as a person, and all I see is business, 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 I don't really get a glimpse into who you are. Right. I think it's even like you can you can be the best person in the world, have the most amazing personality. But when you're first um, trying to get married, if you just go on a whole bunch of dates and just like, hey, let's get married. You keep proposing. I feel like that's almost never going to work. So it's like you have to. Yeah, you might have to buy them food once for free. You might have to go to the movies. You might have to hang out. You like you're doing these things to get where you're trying to go. Yeah. You want to make the sale right now. You want to sign them up. But like you said, I feel like building the relationship is much better. Like you don't try to get married on the first date. It's <laughs> the same thing with business. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you would freak a lot of people out. You went on your first date and you were like, hey, this feels good. Let's get married. Like the <laughs> right. person on the other end of the table would be like, I'm out. <laughs> right. Know? Even if you're a cool person, that's what I'm saying. It's like it takes right. time. Right. You have to nurture a business relationship the same way you would nurture a personal relationship. And you have to build yourself up to a point where people now feel comfortable and confident into uh, in, into doing business with you. Um, you know, and doing these videos, I mean, we're talking business at the same time, but you get glimpses of, of, of who we are as people, the way that I talk, the direct, right. the, the directness that I have, you know, and the same thing. I mean, you're bringing your own personal value to this conversation, right? And when you show people who you are versus what you do, you become a celebrity without even knowing it. Like I can go places in town here in Lake Nona and I've never met these people before, never. But they know a lot of shit about me because they've seen what I do online right. they see they've seen who i am right so it's a big 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 difference. i think the other so i think two things that i see the first one we already talked about people are like i don't want to give value because if i do people aren't going to buy my products and services because i'm giving everything away all right not true second thing i see is people say well i don't want to post and share who i am because no one's going to care like who am i they don't want to see what i do they don't want to get to know me i'm a nobody right. and <clears throat> i feel like those are the two things that hold a lot of people back and i'm like one, it's not about like you being a Oprah or you being uh, these big people. It's like they don't really need that. They're not looking for a celebrity. They're looking for somebody that's, you know, just relatable in a, according to the product or service that they need. And I think another thing is like, let's take something. I, I, this is the, the analogy I give people. Let's take something as simple as like baking a cake, right? If you bake a cake every single day for a whole year, that's going to to you, it's like second nature. Like you don't have to think about it. And you're probably like, nobody wants to see me bake a cake. But for me, like there's so much stuff I don't know. Like what temperature do you put it on? Like how do you mix the ingredients? Is there a certain way to mix the ingredients? How do you put the icing on? How do you make homemade icing? I'm like, there's so much stuff that we do on an everyday basis that we think is like boring or mundane. But like to people on the outside looking in that are going to pay you to work with Somebody you, that stuff to is know how to do yeah, it. they want to yeah. not even even know how to do it, but they might even want to know like how you do it. 
because right. everyone else is just like, here's a cake, here's a cake, here's a cake, here's a cake. And you're like, here's how I do it. Here's what goes into it. This is when I was a little girl, um, my grandmother got me a cake and then right before she, we could eat it, she got in a car accident. So I was always into cake making because that was my way to, and it's like now people are like, oh my God, like this story. But when you're just like, hey, what do you do? Well, I sell cakes, you want cake? Like it's just so, it's hard to really get in depth with that. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, I mean, we'll stick with the cake analogy. You have to build a recipe for people to show them how they will be successful, right? So um, we were mentioning this before we went live <coughs> that, you know, you, you want to show people what life will be like if they do business with you. But then you also need to touch the negative. What does life look like if they don't do business with you? And I'm not talking about ASPCA negative. We've all seen those commercials. What? You know, ASPCA, the, the commercials about the animals and adopt a pet and oh, you know, the yeah. dogs, the cats, all these animals are right, dying. Right. That's too much negativity. People are just like, oh, it, yeah. it pulls the, the heartstrings too hard. You know, I mean, some people have a greater amount of sympathy probably than I do at that point. But, you know, for me, it's too much negativity. So, you know, what you, you have to do is show people, take them on that journey. What does life look like when we do business together? And what are you going to miss out on if we don't do business together? In relation to what they care about. I think the exactly. thing with those animal things, and not to say that we don't care, but it's like, I, like I'm watching TV and I'm focused on my business, my bills, my family. And you're randomly just showing me a whole bunch of animals that doesn't really play any um, anything with it. But now if you're like, hey, your dog that you have at your house is going to die if you don't do this. Now that's a different story for people. Exactly. And so I think it's like you have to show them what do you care about? If you want to lose weight, if you work with me, you're going to lose weight and it's only going to take you two weeks to get your goal. Now, if you right. don't work with me, uh, well, global warming, that wouldn't make any sense. But if you don't work with me, hey, it's going to take you six to eight months. So now would you rather have two weeks or would you have six to eight months? I think people don't tie in the relation as as it, catering to what they actually care about. Yeah, no, absolutely. <clears throat> and it's, you know, you have to, like for me, um, with with the upcoming book I have, Unfucking Private Healthcare, the playbook to sales, marketing, and customer service, the, the thing that I want to show people is like, if you make these subtle changes to your practice, <coughs> your practice will scale. It'll, it'll shoot. It'll go. If you don't and you're still unsatisfied, then stay unsatisfied, right? If, you, if you're not interested in scaling that business and making it better and bigger, okay, then don't read it. But if you are, then read it. You know, right. if you want to stay in the rut, if you want to keep, you know, your expenses over 70 percent, which most healthcare offices are, keep doing that. But if you want to bring your expenses down and you want to create raving fans and you want to have sales streams that work for you without feeling like a shitty car salesman, I have that for you. So, again, there's the positive sales streams at work versus feel like the shitty car salesman. Which one do you want? You know, so right. it's so you're taking people on a journey and it can the negative can be so subtle and it doesn't have to be big. It's just something that pulls at that emotional string ever so slightly, you know? And if I can tell you that I've been there, if I can say, hey, look, I've owned a medical practice that struggled. I've, I've owned a medical practice where I wasn't the best leader that I could have been. I've been there. I've sucked so many times. And this is what I did to unfuck myself, right? These are the steps that I took. And this is the result because of that, right? Again, makes me relatable makes people go, yeah, I don't want to have a shitty medical practice. I don't want to have to go through all that. Or maybe I'm already going through that. What do I do to change it? Right. I think 
and it can be complicated, but I feel like it's it's it comes down to the individual. Like before you can really get into all of this, it's like you have to generally like genuinely care for people. Like if all you want to do is be a a barber or a whatever it is, then it's going to be hard for you to fit this into it because people are going to be able to tell you're faking. But if yeah. like you actually care about people, that's going to come out. Yeah, I call that the, uh, the raisin brand situation. So a bowl of raisin brand, you've all had it, right? And what's the best thing in raisin brand? What's the the, the thing that you want in the raisin brand the most? Oh, there's a toy? No, in the, <laughs> I mean, in the bowl of cereal, you want the raisins, right? If oh, there were no yeah. raisins in it, you'd just be eating boring brand flakes, right? <laughs> so if you want to just be a barber, then go ahead and be a flake. You know, if you, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Okay. But if you want the raisin... <clears throat> You got to show people who you are. You want to be the raisin that people want the most or love the most, then you got to do that. That's my raisin brand analogy. Do you want to be the flake or do you want to be the raisin? That's funny. Are you trying to be Lucky Charms? Just a whole bunch of. I just want all the marshmallows, baby. <laughs> my child is the Lucky Charms, man. The first thing that go are the marshmallows. Everything else is left is the little cereal bits who cares less about. Yeah, it, and it's it's a hundred percent true. Be the marshmallow. <clears throat> be the raisin. Be, be that thing that people need want and love right but the only way you do that <clears throat> is to show them who you are be the weirdo stop being normal so you decided on that that title for the book i did i did after uh after much uh arguments with the publisher yeah really so yeah what i mean I, I think it's because the language is strong but i just gave them examples i mean some of the best parenting books out there are go the fuck to sleep Toddlers are assholes. Um, <laughs> even some of the most um, influential self-help books are "Unfuck Yourself," um, "The Subtle, subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck." Yeah, like those are all. You're a badass books. at making money. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's her name? Jen Jen Saros, girl. Sincero, She's like, yeah, yeah. She, you're a badass. Like, like those people. And and the the comment that was made to me was, well, you don't want to come across as negative, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to come across as looked over either. Right. If you have a boring book title, people are going to make the assumption that the book is boring. So if I title something medical marketing, ooh, yay. But if I title it unfucking healthcare, people are like, oh shit, you know? And at the end of the day, if the title of the book offends you, <clears throat> you either one, need it to be offended, or two, we're not going to be able to work they're well not together. For you. Yeah, they're not for <laughs> me. We're not going to be able to work well together because my personality is not going to mess with yours. It's going to clash. Right. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm not for everyone. And I know that people and try to be too politically correct. Yeah. It's like, Dude. you don't, you do in the middle. It doesn't really serve anybody. I feel like. No, not at all. It's like, different and, when you're trying to force it. Like if that's not my personality and I try to do like that to get more people, eventually people are going to be like, it's not even who you are. But like if that's your personality, you're basically letting people know like, this is a glimpse of like who I am. If we work together, this is the type of vibe you're going to get. So if you don't like this, you probably weren't going to like working with me anyways. Exactly. So now I just weeded you out. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this, a lot of this goes back to um, that target audience and that niche. And when you first start a business, you want to be everything for everyone because you want that money. But the rule of thumb is always if you're for everyone, you're for no one. 
So you have to find that niche market and you have to be okay with saying no to those, you know, we talked about tier one earlier. There's a tier one, tier two, and a tier three. Those tier three people are the life suckers of your business. They're the ones that always want something, are never satisfied. Like those tier three people are the ones that I'm perfectly fine being like, look, you know, I, you know, I appreciate your interest in what I do. And uh, I just don't think this is, a, is, is the type of relationship that you're looking for. Right. right. And I always put it back on them. I don't ever want to sound like I'm better than you because I'm not better than anyone. Nobody's better than me. And and that's a less a life lesson to learn as well. But you always want to just be like, look, this isn't going to go the route that we both want it to go because you're not for me and I'm not for you. And that's OK. That's all right. I don't have to be everything for everyone. I agree with you, bro. Yeah. When do you think that's going to be done next year? What, the book? Yeah. No, it'll be out this year. I'm hoping by the end of this quarter. Dang, it's gonna be yeah, dope. I'm hoping, I'm hoping by like June, July, it's it's out there. So doing some press releases, um, hopefully coming up soon. And then I just I'm not done with it yet, but um, you know, working on uh, cleaning up my website and and showing uh, linking to the book URL and, and those types of things so people can. So what's it. that? What's that process look like? I know this is not necessarily the uh, <clears throat> the title that we're talking the the subject, but like what's that? What's that uh, process look like of like writing the book? I look at that sometimes. I see these guys. I'm like, there's no way they literally wrote that book. But some people yeah. are like, they literally wrote that book. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I think it's. Um, you know, one. For first of all, let me give a shout out to Raymond Aaron. So Raymond Aaron, I sat through um, <clears throat> talk of, of his, and he was. Um, he has this, it's called the 10, 10, 10 program. And he has a team of book architects that you work with. And the 10, 10, 10 program is essentially, um, writing your book in 10 hours, which sounds ridiculous. How could you write a book in 10 hours? Like there's, right. there's, uh, there's no way. Right. So <laughs> you, you write a book in 10 hours and it actually is true. Like you sit through this, not all this, at once. No, you sit through a portal of, of videos and he guides you. This is video one. <clears throat> it's the videos are anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes or so of 25, some of them. And then there's an action item at the end of the video. You do the oh, action that item. That's very possible. Yeah. Do it to you do the action item and you submit it. Then you go to the next video. Do the action item and submit it. I think there's like 19 videos. So some of the action items take you literally 30 seconds to do. Some of them can take up to 30 minutes to do. So, but as you work through those videos, it it just gives you a nice, beautiful platform for you to hone in what you need to do to make it a success. And then you just go from there. So it, it's uh, yeah, so a big shout out to Raymond Aaron and his team because what they've done is really made book writing really, like really simplified good. the process. Yeah, and when you sign up with them, they you know you they give you a year to complete the process, right? So even though it should only take you about ten hours of actual work, and then they publish it for you in ten weeks. So his ten 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 is ten chapters, ten hours of writing, published in ten weeks or less. So and then you know his group does the forward for you. And then they publish it for you and then they throw you a launch party. So they, they've constructed a very well thought out plan for helping you get a book. What's a launch party look like? What's that? Uh, do you invite people, you sell your book, you get like actually in person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. So, so that in person thing hopefully will happen. <laughs> no, because the, you're going to be on zoom. Yeah. So, but, and you have an editor and everything else. So they help you with language. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a writer, you know, but you'll find that most people that do write books are not writers. And they that's what's good about it because it's their, 
wording you can tell it's them not just like oh this is just a book that i yeah. can tell daniel didn't write yeah and then and i'll tell you and one of the best things and, and if, you, if you've read rich dad poor dad you you've heard um robert kiyosaki's conversation with um a reporter in i think it was in malaysia and the reporter had like an english lit background and and a um oh gosh what's the degree for writing um Chit the bet. Um, anyway, so she was she had multiple degrees that centered around writing and literature and and that kind of stuff, right? So, um, but she lacked sales mindset. And so when Robert Kiyosaki asked her, he said, "Well, why do you think your book's not getting noticed? Why do you think nobody will pick it up and publish it for you?" And she was like, "I don't know." And he said, "Well, look at." He's like, "I'm not a writer." He's like, I'm a horrible writer, like, <clears throat> but I wrote this book. And if you read the cover of it, it says best selling author. It doesn't say best writing author. It doesn't say Nobel prize for best language written. It's best selling right. author. So, and you find that a lot of times, and this is switching gears a little bit from the process of writing a book, but most people fail to their level of preparation, right? So that means that if you're not getting to where you want to go, you need to figure out what is that thing you need to learn that's going to take you there, right? If you're not spending time reading books on sales to learn how to sell and market your book, then you're just complaining about how your book didn't sell, but you're not doing anything to prepare you to get to that next level, right? right. So it's not just about writing the book, it's about learning the process, but then also learning how to get it out there. How do you get the message out there? How do you do the sales? How do you do the marketing for it? And I, to be honest, what is this? This is April. I think it's this is the fourth month of the year. I think I've gone through six or seven books that all center around sales, marketing, finance, all those kinds of things to help me learn things that I, one, can do to help build my business, two, market and sell my book better, and just three, be a better person and a better leader for the team of individuals that I work with on a regular basis, right? So if you're not doing those things, if you're continuing to fail, it's probably because you need to learn something that's going to get you to that next level. Right. How did you get in contact? How did you find out about them? Because I feel like most people would just be like, a uh, book? Okay, cool. I'm going to sit on my laptop. I'm going to open up pages or Word, and I'm going to type away until it's done. doesn't work. Um, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work at all. I've had I, I've thought to myself for a number of years that I wanted to write a book. I had no idea what, what I wanted to write it on. And so I was like, well, I want to write a book. And I thought I would just do something funny like a satire or something like uh, – uh, what's his name? Opus or Beer in Hell, you know, like some sort of frat tire funny thing mm -hmm. like that. But I didn't know what I wanted to write. And as I got further into the healthcare business and the sales and marketing business, I realized there was a need for better sales, marketing and customer service funnels inside of healthcare, private healthcare, especially. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I need to write a book on this. And I have all these ideas and all these thoughts and everything else, but I didn't know how to put it together. So I saw, I was at actually a business school and I heard Raymond Aaron speak live and he was talking about the process of writing a book. I mean, the guy's written probably a hundred books. Um, he's involved in things like chicken soup for the soul. You know, he's written. So these are th books that you can go to like Barnes and Nobles and whatnot and buy. Oh yeah. 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 So he's a very well published and, and, and a very well-known speaker when it comes to book writing and book publishing. So, and I really liked what he said. I really liked the plan. And as I sat down, it helps you, each step helps organize your thoughts so that you like, okay, who is the book for, right? What is your reason for writing it? You know, what's the title, subtitle, you know, by the URL. And, you know, so it just walks you through a process that helps you 
hone in on what you want to say and how to best get that message out there. That's awesome. Yeah. Thing kind of goes, not to go super in depth, but kind of like what I was telling you before about the episode I just did for my podcast, which is like, don't just try to do everything on your own. Like, yeah, if you can, if you're willing to put in the years or the time it takes to learn how to write a book, sure. But I feel like a lot of things that we want to dive into that aren't our actual thing, like that's not what you do. Like you have other stuff to do rather than learn how to write a book from start to finish, like find a coach or a program that can help you get this stuff done. Yeah. And so, and I think a lot of people have this really big ambition, like I want to be the first person to do this. And I'm like, great. You're not the first. There's probably only a dozen actual original ideas out there and people have just branched off from those. So find somebody who's already done it find out how they did it and then find out how to make it better or how yeah. to make it your own. Don't right? need to be the first. Stop, stop trying to be the first. Somebody else already did all the work. Just figure out what they did. Make it your own and make it better. 100%. Because what happens when you try to figure it out on your own is you spend countless hours, time, and frustration and eventually you get annoyed and you say, fight, and you don't do it anymore. <laughs> you know? So right. versus if you find somebody who has the, the skill and who's done it before that can lead you and help you. I mean, it's the same thing. Like you, you offer social media help, you know, for, for people to help get better content out there, but in a timely fashion. So they don't feel overwhelmed with, I have all these platforms. What do I do? What do I say? How do I do this? And so you do a really good job of showing people, look, it's really simple when you start, this is what you need to do. Here's the plan. And here's the steps to break it down on how you do it. It's the same right. thing with the book. I had no idea the process, but, Watch 19 videos, do each step. I can do that all day. That's a recipe. I can follow right. a damn recipe, right? So same thing with healthcare practices and what I want to do with them. I'm giving you a recipe. I'm, I don't want to do it for you, but I'll teach you the recipe and you can implement it. Yep. I think that's just like, it's kind of going in a rabbit hole here, but it's kind of like offering, if we're talking about entrepreneurs, it's like offering your clients different levels um, of service. So the book, it's like, I'm not going to basically, I'm going to kind of give you a recipe, but I'm not going to work with you. It's more of like, you can read what I'm saying and now you got to do it. Then I can have a service where it's like, okay, I'm, I am telling you like what to do, like kind of like more in depth, like in person video or whatever. And then it's like, okay, here is where me or a team, we're going to like help you do it. And I think a lot of people would get stuck, not to say you got to do everything at once, but they get stuck on just like one level. And it's like, mm-hmm. you got to be able to be like, here's my book. A lot of people just stop there. It's like, dude, more, some people are going to want more information that would pay you five grand, 10 grand, whatever it is to consult them on that. And then a lot more people are going to pay you to do it for them. And then some people are going to pay you to go to um, a seminar or whatever and talk. And I think that is, goes back to like what we started this conversation about is like, right. who are you rather than what are you doing? Because once people know who you are, now you expanded yourself to other streams of revenue. But if it's just like what you do, then you're just like, oh, I'm an author. All I can do is sell books. I can just sell books. I can sell books. That's it. <clears throat> yeah, but you have to be able to, if you're not going to actually be the one that implements, you have to be the one that teaches the implementation, right? Which earlier in this in this live, we talked about the idiots who are like, I can get you 30 more leads, but I'm not going to teach you how to convert them. You know, and that's that's ridiculous to me. So I want to I want to help you get more people in your door. But I also want to help you learn how to convert those people, how to be successful. I can drop the knowledge all day long, but if you fail at the implementation, then you don't find value in me, right? 100%. But you have to ask yourself, do I have the right staff in place? And I'm not afraid to tell you, you don't have the right team. You need to get rid of this person and you need to hire somebody that has X, Y, Z. 
and we make this mistake and this is this is this goes back to who are you versus what do you do particularly in medicine and i, I would venture to say in in a lot of other um, uh, professional arenas around the the country people hire hire based upon past experience right so if i'm going to hire somebody to work in a doctor's office just because they've been working in a doctor's office for 15 years doesn't mean that they're great as an individual right hire people based upon personality first and then experience second right if you mm -hmm. go just experience again you're buying the wrapping paper without knowing what's in the damn gift you know, i can right. give you a, i can give you a shiny canadian quarter where the hell are you going to spend that in the united states right so right. stop hiring based upon experience and hire on personality first and then you're hiring people who fit <clears throat> the culture you want to create so that is all about the who are we then the what we do can be taught right or you know if hopefully they have if you have someone that has the personality and they have the experience then you're you're win-win right but if you're hiring on experience first you're hiring for what not for who and that's a problem 100 <sighs> agree with you brah we yep. dropped a lot of we dropped a lot of gems in here today. Tell you what, we're almost forty five minutes in, man. You got anything else you want to go over? Nobody's commenting. Everybody's. We must have covered all the bases then. The thing too that I realize about this, I'm pretty sure people can comment, but for some reason, Facebook doesn't let you comment from a stream into a profile. I ran this on my personal profile because, like, all right, people will see it if I run it on my personal. More people, like, just friends and family that aren't following me on my page. <clears throat> but it's like it doesn't let you comment. But I think they can. But I don't know. Sometimes, you know how people are. They just they open up the full screen and they just listen. <laughs> so, I mean, I hate the – there's a live comment section there, too. But we'll answer questions afterwards. If you guys have time to sit down and watch and listen to us ramble for 45 minutes, then uh, please drop a, drop a comment because if you watch this entire thing, then – it's obviously worth something to you. So drop a comment, ask a question uh, for D and I both. We'll, we'll be happy to come back and answer them. Um, that's at any point today, tomorrow, whenever it is. I'm liking all this stuff that uh, <clears throat> that you can do with this, like how you can make it look like it looked like we're on like ESPN or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you can really make this look like like really clean. Yeah. So You can do, how do I, uh, I don't even know what some of this stuff does. I guess you could like make one person bigger. I don't really like it like this, but I guess you can. My hair look good though, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it big like that, come in like that, but it's kind of it's cool. You can have up to six people on here. Nice, it's money. We should invite some more people. If you want to be on this call, you have value to add, or you just want us to to pick your business apart and help you, drop a comment in there. Maybe next Wednesday we can have a third party in here, or somebody who has you know real questions about what to do, and if we can help, let's do that for sure. Yeah. All right, bro. I'm about to go eat some lunch, man. I've been doing episodes since 10 this morning. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I'm about to go run an errand myself, man. So what's yo, your what's your I guess kind of question that would that I that I'm personally curious about, but also like I guess would um be valuable to other people. Like what's your work life look like right now during this like weird time? Because obviously I see that you're that you actually went in there. <clears throat> yeah. So um, you know, we have two sections of our practice here. One is physical therapy and then the other one is our doctor's office where we do stem cell therapy. Um so the PT is, is two 
is too close quarters. So we have, uh, we've stopped doing uh, the physical therapy portion for now. Um, I do some, some video health or some telehealth, if you will, uh, some people who have home equipment and gyms and things like that, where I can help them continue their recovery process. But for the most part, I can't get hands-on with people and be in close proximity. So, um, but the doctor's office is still, still doing their thing. We're still doing, um, regenerative medicine and stem cell procedures, still helping people with back pain and, and joint pain. So you're going in there about eight hours every day still, or are you just like going? No, 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 I, pop I, I pop in there. I've got to do the school stuff with my eight year old. So I've been working with him too, but, um, you know, I work from my home office. I come in here for a few hours, go back to the home office, just go back and forth. I still have a team that I need to support as well. So, yeah. So. They canceled school for him, right? Yeah, school's done for yeah, the year. Yeah, same over here. Crazy. <clears throat> yep, yep. So, so yeah. So it's. Uh, I think we're gonna just do online school next year. <laughs> I think you can have it. You can have it. It's a dude. My days are like 14, 15 hours now, not by choice. Oh yeah, it'd be a little different. It'd be a little difficult for you guys to do that because you got to oh. go in there. <clears throat> yeah. All right, man. All right, Thanks guys. for hopping on here, talking yep. and drop some gems. I think to like us even defining like more, I think we have a good idea of like what we want these talks to be, but like how we can turn this into like, because I feel like there's going to be a, a certain amount of people that hear this and they're going to be like, okay, what do I, how do I apply this information? What do I do? So, yeah. I mean, that's something we can talk about off of here, but like how we can maybe put a little something quick together for people like, hey, we'll have a little, whether it's a quick program or a one, a two-on-one conversation or whatever that looks like. Yeah, like, I, I three think, way. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. So, I mean, I, I think that from a business mindset on here, you know, if, if you know, for, for those of you who are watching, so D is, is magnificent in the social media world and has his own uh, his D Green show as well as some other social media um, outlets that can help you get better at what you do social media wise. And then my background purely um, in the last however many years has been now is entrepreneurial stuff and, and uh, helping healthcare practices. Um, so I think, you know, reaching out to D if you have social media stuff, <coughs> and then also you can find me at TriPoint Medical Solutions on, on Facebook as well as Instagram. So, you know, definitely reach out to us. And I think, you know, between the two of us, if you want to get on a three-way call, we could definitely kind of throw some, some gems your way and see if we can help you get out of that rut that you're stuck in, especially with the way the economy is right now. For sure. All right, bro. Let's stay in touch. Keep stay safe out there. All right. See you guys next week on the on the unfuck yourself show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. All right. See you guys. I hope you enjoyed that session with Dee Green on how to show who you are versus what you do as a business owner. Um, you can learn more about what Dee does at dgreen.com, D-E-E-G-R-E-E-N-E.com. And you can also learn more about myself and the business I run for healthcare practices at TriPoint Medical Solutions. We are on Facebook, Instagram, um, as well as YouTube. And then the website for us is tpmsbizconsultants.com. So at TriPoint Medical Solutions, we um, specialize in helping healthcare practices clarify their message through better marketing strategies, sales strategies, and customer service. If we can be of help to you in any way, shape, form, or fashion, we would love to, uh, to take part in, in helping you grow your medical business. Business. Stay tuned next week. We got a really, another really cool episode coming your way. Take care, everyone. Stay safe.